Are you currently using a bookkeeping system to track your income and expenses? On today's podcast, we discuss if a bookkeeping system is really necessary. Hi, everyone. Rochelle from Do-It-Yourself Bookkeeping 101. And along with me today is our guest co-host, Dr. Dana from MindCare.us. Hi, Dr. Dana. How are you? Hi. Thanks for having me on today. Super, super, super excited about today's episode. So first of all, you're a small business owner yourself, correct? That's correct. So I know I get this question a lot from some clients. Do I really need to use a bookkeeping system to track my income and expenses? Um, so first of all, like, why did you feel that you needed to have your books in order when you first well, started your business? I remember when we started, and we were trying to figure out the whole idea of how to make sure our numbers were in line, and uh, we were just buying things. We knew that we wanted to sell certain things, certain items, and we were all over the place. And honestly, without that system in place, we had a hard time keeping track of our inventory and of how much tax we were going to pay, and we just needed something to keep us on track on how much money we were actually bringing in. So that was very, very beneficial for us to do that. Mm, great. And then my second question is, once your books were set up, did you feel um, that having those books was helpful in making decisions about your business? Every decision we made was based on those numbers and seeing how much inventory we had in, in place, how much we were paying for taxes, how much we needed to have uh, to make a profit. All of those things were based on the books. So it was definitely necessary and beneficial for us. Great. All right. So that is definitely one point we were talking about is I think for our listener who's listening, the question is, why do I even need books? And is it really important? And so I really value that feedback from you, Dr. Dana. Um, yeah. I know you had some questions. Go we ahead. Do. We do have some questions from our listeners. The first one, the first question that came in is this. What type of computer software should the person use to keep their books? Wow, that's a really loaded question. So first of all, um, I think the suggestion that I would have for anybody listening is whatever software you need to use, um, whatever software you choose, I should say, you need to make sure it's something that you will use. Whether it's super expensive or it's free, at the end of the day, it needs to be something that you will use. And I know, Dr. Dana, we were talking about this before, that you know, the new thing for me was I just bought a blender. Super excited about my blender. Super, super excited. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and um, I couldn't decide on the blender that I wanted. But I finally chose a blender. And at the end of the day, didn't matter how expensive or how cheap it was, it needed to be something that I would use regularly. Mm -hmm. It just can't sit there. And so that's my suggestion for you listeners. My suggestion would be don't pick a software based off of other people. You need to definitely do your research mm -hmm. and find something that you will actually use. Now, I do have a few suggestions, and I'm definitely going to put these for those of you who are listening on YouTube um, or if you want to go to my website, do it yourself, DIYbookkeeping101.com. Um, I will put these also available on the website. But there are a few suggestions that a lot of my clients use. So one of them is QuickBooks Desktop. Now, I know a lot of people um, consider QuickBooks Desktop. So my, my first suggestion would be it really depends on what you're doing. 
So I have a client, I have many clients. One of my clients has more than one business. So if you're thinking of keeping your costs low, maybe a suggestion like QuickBooks Desktop or a desktop option might work because you pay for one license and you can use it for many different businesses. Whereas something like QuickBooks Online or maybe Zoho, that's Z-O-H-O, Zoho, those ones you're paying per company. So if you have four or five or ten companies, you're paying five or ten different subscriptions, license subscriptions. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Number one, something that you will use. Number two, cost, based off of how many companies or maybe if you're an individual, you know, um, really what works for you. And then another suggestion would be, and especially today in today's world, there's so many options. So please don't think these are the only options. There's so many options. For those of you who say, look, I don't want to pay a penny, there are software, there are software options like Wave. Wave is completely free. So, and I have some clients who use Excel. So really, you need to find something that you will use that works for you in terms of your budget. You definitely want to consider that. And at the end of the day, keep it simple. That makes a lot of sense. Now, can I switch from one to the other? Let's say I started with one and I didn't really like it. Is it easy or hard to switch from one to the other? That's a fantastic question, actually. So what I definitely suggest, and a lot of these companies, these different software companies, they offer what's called trial versions. So before you actually pay for it, they will say to you, look, why don't you try this? Most of them is 15 to 30 days, and they'll just say, hey, just try the software, see if you like it. And so my suggestion would be try it. If they give you a trial, it's free, just try it and say, do I like it? Do I not? What features are you looking for? I know Dr. Dana was talking about inventory. Some software companies are better with inventory than others. So definitely, definitely take advantage of those trial opportunities. And maybe if you're uncertain, maybe you want to to start with with a software company where you don't have to pay anything like Wave. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That's a great question. Yeah. So now here's the second question that kind of follow up with the first one. So how often should I be keeping up with my books? And is that even necessary for me to do that? Okay. So another great question, and it really depends. So if you're like a car dealership, this is just an example. If you run a car dealership, and and, and some car dealerships, you know, um, they have a certain amount of cash that they have to budget for for the week and they want to make sure they're keeping track of their cash flow. So maybe they say, okay, we have 200 grand. This is how much we're going to use for the week. Or maybe you have a quarter of a million dollars in one week. In that instance, they're going to check their books every day because they're keeping track of their cash flow. They have a ton of transactions coming through their account. So in that instance, check your books every day. Maybe there's a family owner. Maybe you know a spouse says, you know what, I want to start keeping track of our books. And maybe your family, you only get paid once a month. Now, in that instance, you might not want to check your books every day. But in that instance, maybe you're going to check it right before you get paid. You want to make sure you pay your bills and everything. And once everything is is taken out of the account, there's really no need to check your 
account every day. So in that instance, you might just check it once a week. And then you might go to your bank account and set up some flags. And so every day you get a text and alert that tells you how much money is in your bank account. And if there's a difference, you're going to log in and check your books. So in that instance, you might want to check it, you know, once a week. So it really depends on the number of transactions you have and really, you know, what is coming through your account. So it really depends. And so everybody is different. Um, so okay. maybe it might be two days a week, maybe it might be once a week, maybe it might be every couple of weeks. But really depends on your needs. Okay. Now, this Great is a question. question that one of our listeners also had, and I also am always wondering about that. Just how safe are those online softwares or computer websites that give free access to uh, keeping books and so forth? Just how safe are those things? Yeah, that that really, you know, it really depends. And so depending on the actual company, you definitely want to read their privacy uh, information on the different websites. A lot of them do have encryption, et cetera, but you definitely want to um, read that information before you subscribe to something that is free, just to make sure you're completely protected. Um, but most of the times, yeah, most of the times, even though they say they're free, um, they may not be. For example, you know, Wave, if you're just using the actual um, bookkeeping module, it is free. But if you are, are accepting credit card transactions and you use the merchant side of Wave, then they charge for that. So it just varies. But again, to protect yourself, make sure you familiarize yourself with the privacy policies of each different, of each software that you're considering. That makes sense. Great question. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another question that came in as well, and I can also relate. I started my business back in 2012, so it's been like a number of years now. How far back should I be maintaining my records? Yeah, that's another great question. So it really depends on what you're, what you're asking or what the person was asking. So this is what I mean. If you're using a software, whether it's QuickBooks or Zoho or um, Zero or Wave, once you start using the software, as long as you use the software, you will always have access to the software, okay? Unless you terminate your account, you'll always have access to it. So I'm not certain if the person is asking about the software or about the documentation. Now, here's what I'm, what I'm, what I'm thinking. Now, sometimes when a person has a company, or a business or whatever it may be, they may have documentation that they attach. So for example, let's say you went to Home Depot or whatever it was, you took a picture of it, you attached it into your software and you have that attached, okay? As long as you have that software, um, that information is going to be stored there. Now for tax purposes, you definitely wanna consult with your tax accountant. Most of the times they'll say, keep everything for at least seven years. So if you're asking about what kind of like bank statements, et cetera, and I will say this, I actually had a, a, a customer recently who hadn't filed taxes at all and hadn't done their books whatsoever. They then okay. went to go pull bank statements and realized that their bank only went back three years. And so oh, the problem no. that they ran into was they were no longer able to get bank statements. So in terms of, how long you should keep your documents. This is my suggestion in terms of whatever documentation you have. You definitely want to make sure you pull that 
on a regular basis. If it's every three months, every six months, pull your bank statements, pull your credit card documents, make sure you keep at least electronic or paper copies of things that you will need for your taxes. And to answer your question, I think I said it, you want to keep it at least three to seven years, but definitely confirm that with your tax accountant. That makes so much sense. This is such great information, especially for a small business owners like myself, always trying to make sure that I'm always on it. Um, every dollar counts, so we don't want to make sure uh, to lose any dollars just because we don't, we're not doing our books right. So thank you so much for the information, and I'll see uh, if we get more questions next time, and I'll be ready to provide those questions. Thank you. And again, I want to say thank you to Dr. Dana for guest co-hosting today. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you guys are interested, for those of you who are listening, definitely subscribe to our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, also on YouTube as well. So definitely subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you.